0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian. Joined today by my special guest, Len from Miami, the author of By This Axe, I Hack. Welcome. Why, thank you. I'm going to need to bring you
1: around with me everywhere I go, because I've never said the name of the game in nearly as cool a way as that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> by this ox i hawk <laughs> i'm gonna I, i'll i'll get started that that I, from what i understand of the game it's pretty much a black hack approach to conan or the old sword and sword and sorcery novel type stuff correct 100 percent. yeah the may the
1: major inspirations were uh conan uh, Fafter and the Grey Mouser, and Elric. Those are probably the three signature ones, probably influenced a little bit uh, by all the B and C grade barbarian movies of the 80s. So, uh, yeah, but that, that's basically
0: what inspired this and what inspired the game. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so I like my Conan. I, I'm a big fan of Conan, and those books are great. I've read quite a few of those Elric books over the years, I get a little confused sometimes in a few of them because suddenly I'm in France or something. <laughs> it's a different,
1: they, uh, we lump them together, but they're very different. they're they, very different. They, they I think I wrote Elric at specifically to be the anti-Conan, you know, mm-hmm. Conan is nobody, Elric start Conan becomes king, Elric walks away from being emperor. You know, Conan is the anti-sorcerer
0: who hates. You know, Elric is probably the, one of the greatest sorcerers in his world, and on and on. <laughs> Could you tell us a bit about the game and how it reflects those that genre and stuff? Like what elements of it make it a little bit different than your D and D or the regular Black Hack for that for that matter?
1: Well, the regular Black Hack is fantastic. And it's so stripped down, like everything that's stripped down, like everything in sort of our OSR or now it's the NSR, I guess, community. You know where with. I think there's kind of both going on, <laughs> right? Right. Um, you know, so the black hack is stripped down, and anything stripped down, you can kind of make it how you know, however you want. So you could absolutely do, uh, I think, a Conan just using the core black hack. But I wanted to add a little bit more kind of flair and really focus specifically on giving you more options that actually had some mechanical teeth to them, but still keeping with this kind of black hack simplicity. So you've got your you know three archetypes, which are warriors, rogues, and mages. Uh, you know, the warriors include your barbarian, your archer, your nomad soldier, the rogues are obviously your thieves and your lightly armored melee characters and then the magicians you've got sorcerers and shamans and you've got your elric type character which is called a warlock uh that's the person who can wear armor and has limited sorceress abilities that's not really elric elric is kind of like a superhero but at least it is the (laughs) character who is sort of clearly inspired by elric and then there's a Beast Lord character.
0: That that was what I was going to bring up the Beast Lord. So, are we talking about beastmaster? Like, what was that guy's name that played the beastmasters?
1: Mm, Singer? Was it Mark Singer, I who was also are... on
0: V? If I'm not... Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> I loved that show. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget watching for the first time when she was eating that bird when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I remember my father said when there's that little baby, when they had the little girl and they're like, they, my father said, if they named her Liz, I'm never watching the show again. And they named her Liz. And my <laughs> father's like, that's it. I'm out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my
1: um, goodness. So, but in a, yes, the Beast Lord was definitely inspired by Beastmaster. And um, I wanted to give the characters variety. So for example, not all the magicians are bad melee combatants. The Beastmaster is a kind of a tough mofo in melee, but his spells are limited. He's not as tough as the pure, um, he or she rather, uh, is not as tough as the pure melee character. So I just wanted to give some variety um, and, and provide some options that, that kind of fit within the sort of Conan world. Now, and there's one other thing. I wanted to give you options to create different kinds of characters. So the characters have different special abilities and you can kind of, in the end, in the back of the book, you can mix and match the different special abilities to create your own classes, if you want, or to modify the existing ones. And then there's backgrounds that are very like, all you can randomly determine your background and the spells are very sword and sorcery inspired. There's like 12 different schools with very, various sword and sorcery flavors you can get critical failures and each school will create a different kind of critical failure short of walking through the game page by page, which is going to bore everybody. (laughs) uh, That's like the the general idea. So I think I just took the black hack in one particular direction and expanded it a little bit so that not everyone, every fighter is the same. Uh, Not every rogue is the same.
0: So I, I have only played the black hack with barbarians of the ruined earth and i think we played in that game together that's my only experience with it yep. so far i i can't say i know a great deal about but i picked up on it quick and i have the old the, well i got the first black hack little zine that came out and it is it, it is an easy to run game now I, i'm gonna make some comparisons here to like uh astonishing swordsmen and sorcerers of hyperborea which is a say a similar premise to the game, only it's based on AD&D first edition, which is definitely far more of a, I'd say crunchier is probably the word people would use. is a lot more, a lot more to the character creation and stuff like that. This is the kind of game that you can probably roll up a character pretty quick. For I would say, going through this, you can, and in fact, in
1: the uh, in the companion book. There is a way that you can roll up a character completely at random, including your uh, class if you want to make that random. Uh, So, yeah, you can completely roll the character randomly and you can roll up your background randomly and your background doesn't matter here. It's just like, why are you adventuring?
0: Uh, So, yeah, you can do all that randomly and and pretty quickly. Well, there's also, was there, did I notice there was a back, a random background chart at the back of this? Yep, that's backstories, that story backstories here yeah by to so get your archer barbarian captain it goes by class, correct? That's correct every
1: class has a you can roll a d6 and specifically it notes that like you don't have to have the backstory of your class so in other words, you can have a you know if there's another backstory that you like even if it's me you're not that class they're just suggestions so if you see like a barbarian backstory that you like, but you're a native character. You
0: can certainly take it. I, I want to do a random backstory for someone. I, I am a barbarian. <laughs> I am Logar the barbarian. So I want to roll. I want to roll a d6 and see what the random backstory is for the barbarian backstories. And I rolled a three. Now, sometimes. Oh, Logar here needs his readers to see what he's seeing. Looking at, so it might take me a second to throw those on. You left the red waste of the Southern desert to find your destiny. You will one day rule your own kingdom, whether you carve it out of the wilds or wrest it from some foul despot. Is that despot? Is that pronounced correctly? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I, I often pronounce things wrong because I just see them written. And <laughs> people saying them. There's also a cool little, well, seems to be sort of a, so we've got like all kinds of cool little charts here from the locations of major cities, stuff like that, Um, and, and it kind of breaks down there, different locations, adventure hooks, villains, different complications, plot twists, all kinds of, all kinds of cool little stuff here to get yourself a quick and easy adventure going, it seems. I appreciate that i i would like to I, I would like to do a quick random adventure if that yeah you want to do so. a
1: friend let to say there's a random adventure generator there's lots of random tables for i didn't put this in a specific world so it's clearly inspired by some probably familiar sword and sorcery worlds but i didn't name any place i kind of gave So if you go through like the major cities, for example, there's the city of thrones, there's the city of scholars, there's the gilded city, the wicked city, uh, the city of gold, the feathered city, the city of marbles, the city of elephants. And, you know, if you read through, you can make some connections and so on. And there's random locations within the bitter north, the coastal west, the burning south, the distant east. So I didn't name anything it's easy enough to kind of again put two and two together if you want to make it hyboria or 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 whatever else, but I also wanted to leave it vague so that you could kind of fit it into whatever. sort of savage world you want to and kind of the same with the adventures I I kind of uh, so there's a random adventure generator and there's some stuff that's specific, but it's specific in a vague way if that makes sense. Oh, Just yeah. like your background of being from the Red Wastes, that's nice. What is that? And that's up <laughs> to you. That's up to you to, to tell us, you know, what it is and where that is. But it's called the Red Wastes, and I think that's cool.
0: <laughs> so let's let's do let's do an adventure here. There's an adventure on page eighty nine. I'm starting at right. The adventure goals. Go for it. I'm gonna roll a twenty sided die here. Go. I've got a twelve. Guarding a person, pal- Oh, I'm sorry. Person, place, or object. That's why I need those readers. I almost turned place into a palace. <laughs> <laughs> then it gives you the adventure location. So, person, place, or object we're guarding. That's a D10, and I rolled a nine. Two locations. Roll two more times. Ignore nine and ten. Ooh. Four, the upstart west. Pick a location or roll randomly. And six, the Near East. Pick a location or roll randomly. Now, there's a chart here for both of those, right? The Near East and yep. the Upstart West. So I'm going to roll on those. Those are both D12s. There you go. By the way, this
1: sounds like you're going to be guarding somebody who's traveling because you've got two locations and you're guarding. So I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me right now. But Go ahead.
0: A hardscrabble village on the western frontier that's for the upstart West. And then the Near East, I rolled an eight, which is among the broken teeth where the turbaned hillfolk live. Nice. Now, an adventure hook. Why are the characters doing it? The roll of 20. Five. One or more of the characters is seeking revenge against the villain or the lieutenant, and their allies are helping. So, uh, well, if they're seeking revenge. Maybe they know that the villain is going to try to attack whatever or whoever they're guarding. Hmm. Adventure villains is a D20. I wrote a 16. A scheming royal advisor, counselor, or... Is, okay, I, I've seen that word a lot. Is that visor, visor, visor vizier, Vizier. What? Vizier, I believe. Vizier! Vizier, yep. <laughs> inhuman villains oh this is oh look so that would be if if the villain isn't human oh because that's from another table i didn't roll that (laughs) i didn't get an inhuman villain but we do have adventure complications and i rolled an 11 the characters must operate with little to no equipment oh I mean, did our equipment get stolen in the middle of the night? (laughs) All right, so
1: I'm thinking here right now, if you have to, right, we're protecting something, we're guarding something. It starts at one place, which is a small place, and it ends at some place, which is a small place, right? So to me, it sounds like this may be a religious thing that is moving from one small place to another small place, and maybe because of this religious thing, Maybe there's strictures or whatever, like for us to be able to guard it, to be able to stay close to it. They're like no weapons or maybe no metal
0: because of some absurd whatever. Oh, that's going (laughs) to (laughs) suck. Or maybe the no metal could just be because of a rust monster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to look
0: for the plot twist. All right, let's see. I rolled a five. A third party appears and complicates the adventure. Hey, maybe that's the inhuman villain. <laughs> Why don't we turn to the inhuman villain just by chance, see who it might be? I rolled a three. A cunning chief or leader of one of the hidden races. That could be the serpent men or the hyena men or whatever you want the hidden races to be. It could be deep ones, like little fish folks. There you go. Yeah, there's, there's a good amount here to work with for coming up with a quick little story in the back, the little, the little uh, random charts. Now, the system itself, so I I had something that I had asked you about, and I, I think, let's talk about it, was uh, I was a little confused about the rolling and the checks at first.
1: <laughs> yeah, so normal black hack basically is you roll under your stack, plain and simple. And it's super easy. And so in when I was writing this game, I kind of wanted to keep it the same way, except that I'm a big baby. And I just cannot sit well with the idea that a one is a critical success and a 20 is a critical failure. And criticals matter in this game. Uh, in fact, if your stat is a certain level or higher, you can actually get a critical on two of the numbers instead of just one. I figure the more powerful you are, the more likely you are to get a critical. And I like games that are slightly swingy. So I like games where criticals matter and they double the damage you do or, or even more. So, but in any case, I hate the idea. Yeah, although I like roll, I don't know what this means, but I like rolling under. <laughs> but I hate the idea of one being a critical success and 20 being a critical failure. So the way it is in the game by default is that it's a roll under game, except one's a critical failure, and 20 is a critical success. <laughs> <laughs> obviously um, it's a very simple system and you could literally ignore that and just flip it. You could just be big boys and girls, which I'm not, and say, look, it's roll under, one's a critical success, 20 is a critical failure, this game designer just needs to chill. And and that's obviously perfectly fine too. So, uh, and there's actually options in the back of the book. There's a couple of different, there's lots of different hacks and there's suggested hacks and there's options. And one of the options is something called using test values. What does that mean? Real simple. If you take 22 and subtract the stat, that's the number you need to roll or higher. The math is the same as roll under. So for example, if your stat is a 10, you need to roll a one to nine normally to succeed. Okay. Well, if you take 22 subtract 10, that's 12. You need to roll 12 or higher to succeed. It's the same number of faces on the die um so probability wise it works out and it's clean because you're always trying to roll high and i guess for too many years of dnd i like rolling high
0: <laughs> yeah i kind of like that honestly uh i think that's a pretty cool way to go about it uh when i when i played black hack that was one of the things that was rolling low and then one was a success and 20 was a failure it was kind of weird for me to get a hold of so i see where the making that change comes in but i but i when i first read it i was a little confused by it in the book but but that was something that kind of threw me for a loop too when i first played the black act. but i kind of like that alternate idea of subtracting by the 22 and you need this or higher to go now that's how I've that's a little formula I've used for rolling up characters in the past. Is like, okay, if your character is not doing well, you roll your character straight down. Because I've done a lot of like, well, we're not doing re rolls or extra dice, but if you're so terrible, then we can subtract all your stats from 22 and just invert the rolls, and therefore you go from negatives to positives. So, that little formula of inverting the roll, I'm a fan of to begin with. My thing would be, I would question if I would do that at the table, like like already have them written down, or do it like Thaco would just subtract as I'm going. I think maybe I think you would have it. I think
1: I, I think you would have it already written down. And in fact, in the uh, Black Hat Companion, um, there is uh, which has extra character classes, extra backgrounds. Uh, it has the rules there for creating a character completely at random, but um, it also has extra spells and combat options and other stuff. But uh, at, the, at the very, very end of that, there at the end of the core game, there's a simple character sheet that works normally. At the end of the companion, there's a character sheet that has room for your stat and your test value. So you would just write it right there
0: and you're right there on your character sheet
1: is the number you need to roll
0: I, I like that i think that's a good approach it's almost like just getting your your save or what's it called yeah. your savings throws it's almost it's exactly like that it's, it's exactly, pretty much there's no reason to make though.
1: people do math like that on uh, during play when you could spend 10 seconds you know doing 22 minus x six times
0: and you have it there and you're done So the one thing about this, too, is with being the Black Hack, I've never ran it. But as I understand it, it should be pretty easily compatible with a lot of your other stuff you have. You probably just have more stats than you'd need to run something. Is that correct? Yeah. The thing about the Black Hack and different people, the Black Hack is a player
1: facing game. And by that, you know, what I'm saying is that typically the players are the ones who roll the dice, The players are the ones who make attack rolls when they're attacking. And the players are the ones who make defense rolls when they're being attacked. The only thing that the DM rolls for really, usually, there's some occasional exceptions, but usually, their DM rolls damage um, when the monster's hit. If you're not using static damage, which you can use, in which case the DM rolls for nothing. So that makes things definitely faster because the player is always the one making the roll, It makes people more invested because they're either having to attack or when they're being attacked, they're not sitting there waiting to be told how much damage they take. They're actively involved in defending themselves. Um, uh, So that's the sort of mechanic of it. And, you know, I'm going to be distracted if I don't drop this in. I've been thinking long and hard about trying to do a conversion because I know how popular like uh, old school essentials is. And I've been thinking long and hard about can I convert the... By this axe, I hack stuff into OSE. And, and as I'm trying to do it, I keep being pulled back into the black hack. <laughs> so I'm sitting here as I'm trying to sort of balance this out because the players are making their roles against stats, which improve as they get up in level higher level fighter is harder to hit than a lower level fighter in Basic d and in every game that has spun off from it. A 10th level fighter has more hit points, but they are no harder to hit. Now, obviously, well, and they are harder to hit. That's what the hit points reflect. The hit point, I get it. I totally get it. But it feels very different to mark off your hit points and be like, I wasn't hit. I have still have to sleep and recover my hit points. I still have to have a cleric to cast a healing spell, but I wasn't hit. OK, it feels very different to be like, no, you missed <laughs> there. So so the more I play with the black hack and different versions of it, the harder, the more trouble I have sort of going back to classic BX, which I love. But I'm not going to lie, sitting there and being like, OK, I got hit. I'm a I'm a seventh level guy. I, I couldn't parry it. huh? Just OK. All right. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, that's one thing I hadn't considered about the black hack and doing the all the player-facing roles. I can see where so I like when I've like I said, I've only ran the black hack with uh, barbarians of the ruinder, so I can I can definitely see where that comes in, where making your own role to not get hit could be a more exciting thing and get you a little more invested into it. I'm pretty used to the basic old game that we've been playing for thirty some years that I've been playing for thirty some years, so it's kind of like I like like it could be interesting in a different approach, um, and that does make a lot of sense how it becomes easier or harder to hit at, because of that element and because of chip making on your own checks. Now, here's my question: one thing that I missed when I played before and when looking at this. So you're, we're saying that it gets, you get better. You're improving with, with level advancement. Are we, are our actual stats increasing with level? Is that how that works? And how does that work? Yep. So in core black
1: hack and in, 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 uh, uh, by this ax, um, in core black hack, what happens basically is you kind of, you, you try to make a stat roll against each of your stats. And for each one that you fail, if you fail the roll, it improves by one point, and then you do, you minute, do it at every minute. level. So, in other words, if my strength is fourteen, right, uh, yes. and I roll a die, and I, um, I'm not being precise here, but let me just so let me just generally, okay, okay. Um, if my strength is fourteen, right, I need to roll thirteen or less to succeed. Yes. So if yes. I roll the die and succeed, if I succeed, I do not raise my strength.
0: Okay. On the other hand, if I
1: fail, I raise my strength. The higher your strength goes, this applies to all your abilities. The higher it goes, the harder it is, the less likely it is
0: to increase. So is this done after, like, at a level, when level. increase? When you level. Okay. Now, you level. That makes a lot of sense, because that's the old Cthulhu way of advancing skills. Chaosium. Yeah, that's classic Chaosium way. of That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred
1: percent. hundred percent. So, and, and you get some re-rolls like fighters can try twice for like strength and con or and that might not be exact, but you get the general idea, right? Um, and so, and in By This Axe I Hack, it is one thing that people have said about, by, about Black Hack is that it works really well at lower levels. As you get higher level, um, the characters increase in power fairly quickly and it can potentially become a little bit unwieldy. So one of the things that I did in Buy This Axe I Hack is that um, it's just an option, but I will tell you that there's that option is the way we always play, which is you only roll to increase your stats at uh, even levels. Okay. And at odd levels, what you get is one more, let's call it character point or whatever you want to call it, uh, to buy like a new class ability or a new... You know uh, to buy a new special ability or a new class ability. so if you're a fighter and uh, you want to have um i don't know you want to be able to sneak around like a like a thief or whatever okay so instead of uh, at, at the next odd level you can buy stealth or whatever you know it, it's like that so buy this axe has the this option where Instead of just raising your stats every level, you can raise your stats every even level and every odd level, you get this point that you can use to spend on different you know, special abilities. And there's a whole bunch of special abilities in the core book, and there's some more special abilities in the um, companion. It's not so big and it's not so unwieldy as like feats in 3.0 or 3.5. Like it doesn't, it doesn't raise to that level at all, but it does give you some versatility or some flexibility in your character i was trying to find that sort of sweet spot with
0: like a little versatility but please don't drown me in feet. yeah i i got a little overwhelmed with feats we, <laughs> we all did. We,
1: we, we we absolutely positively all did. i i think the idea of giving you a little bit of flexibility of giving you two or three dials and knobs that you could turn i think is a noble one i think the question is just how far how many you know and uh, by this axe, just like Black Hack, only well, I think just like Black Hack, uh, by this axe only goes to ten levels. So
0: you know nothing gets out of control. At least I don't believe so. <laughs> so we're increasing our stats, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say something or ask something. I'm assuming. That you're maxing out at an 18 if you're increasing stats, or do you continue to max, go beyond? 18 to 3d6 max. By this axe,
1: I maxed everybody out at 18. Okay. Now I'm I'm doing it's not out yet, but I'm doing a as you know like a classic fantasy hack version of as well, which will hopefully be out uh, soon. I'm getting some artwork done for it actually, but and in that classic fantasy hack. If you are, you know, like a classic fantasy race that has a, a, a stat modifier, your cap can
0: be up to the stat modifier. So in this one, 18 is the maximum. One last thing, because we're getting to be about time. Can you tell the listeners where they can pick this up and where they can find your work online? Well,
1: um, um, yes, uh, you can go to RPG. All my stuff uh, is available on Drive DriveThruRPG. Uh, so you can... You can go there and find it. Uh, There is also a Facebook page for um, Lakeside Games uh, that, you know, everyone's welcome to come and join. And since I'm also the lead designer of Prowlers and Paragons, I am very active on the the PNP, UE, the Omniverse uh, Facebook page, which is the Facebook page for uh, Prowlers and Paragons. Um, and I'm also very active on the, uh, discord for Brawlers and Paragons, which I don't know how to give you the address of that, but the very <laughs> smart people on the Facebook page can do that. Uh, and I guess that's, and every once in a while, you'll hear me here on this podcast.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> so like you said that you got a few other games out. Could you tell our listeners about what some of those other games are as well, real quick before we go? And I saw uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the main ones really right now, what I'm focused on is two, there's two lines I'm
1: focused on plus one. I can't talk about, but of the ones I can, uh, there's the, these hacks, which include again, my Conan, these sort of Conan inspired by this axe I hack, um, and the companion, there's a third book that's being worked on right now, but it's been slowed down a little bit, but it's going to be another one in this line. Uh, and then soon, hopefully in a couple of months, there will be something called There and Hack again. And that, uh, if you listen to the title, you can probably figure out what inspired that particular game. But it is also a black hack version of sort of classic medieval fantasy. Uh, and then the other line is Prowlers and Paragons. The very entirely different system, superhero based. Uh, uh, blessed to have worked with some great people on that. And uh, we've got some stuff in the works for that. That's a little bit more of a long view because those products are larger, bulkier with lots of art and lots of moving pieces. But uh, hopefully the results the results so far
0: have gotten positive reviews. And that's all available on under- Drive. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive five-star review wherever you're listening. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. We're pretty active there. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at logarhailcrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com/backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.